Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross, sapfightful.com. It is October 24th. We are here to talk Bound for Glory 2020. We are joined by a guy who talks about impact every single week on the Weekender podcast on Fightful Select. I encourage you guys to subscribe. Every week, you get the Weekender, where he talks GCW, indie shows, uh, Impact, Ring of Honor, NXT UK, uh, 205 Live, all kinds of good stuff. You get two Alex Palowski reviews a week. You get two more shows from me a week, including a Q&A. Steven Jensen, he, he can be seen streaming with Jesse the Buckeye almost like, what, weekly now at this yeah. point? All the yep. time. How you doing, man? I'm doing good, man. As you know, busy day in the world of combat sports. Oh, yeah. So, um, you know, I've, I've, my day was uh, waking up, going to Waffle House, met up with my brothers. We watched UFC from like 11 a.m. until 10 or uh, 5 p.m. or whatever. Quick break, showered up. In this show so like great day for a combat sports uh fanatic like myself and i know you've been busy all day but uh how are you man i'm good it's also a sad day for combat sports fanatics because habib retired and man there there's so many times where i'm like oh man he's got plenty left in the tank and he does he does but man his reasoning you can't argue with it, it you, you just can't and uh i can't argue with you guys slapping that thumbs up tapping the subscribe, hitting the bell for notifications. And if you want your question or statement read on the air, donate a super chat and we will get it done. Tim Traver says, four more weeks until somebody's birthday. I'm assuming your dad's, Tim's. He says, thanks, Fightful, for the gifts. Yeah, thank you, buddy. We appreciate your support. Uh, it means the world to us. But we got kicked off with Bound for Glory with the pre-show. The Deaners defeated the Rascals, and this was like... Three minutes long. I did not expect a match this short. No, me either. And the thing is, I like everyone involved in this too. Like, I like the Rascals a lot. And I feel like every time we talk about it, every time I talk about it on the weekend or someone like comments about it, a lot of the time the talk is like, 
the rascals are so ultra talented, the three of them. And then like, you see a result like that and you're like two minutes or three minutes or whatever it was. Now I like the Deaners, especially Jake. I really like him as Jake, something out of the Indies as well. Um, I think he provides a lot. I like Cody, Cody as well too, but um, yeah. I guess this is a long way of saying I'm surprised this went three minutes. And I'm like, actually kind of surprised with the results of the Deaners beating the rascals to be honest as well. Yeah, me too. But uh, I, I like, I, I especially like Jake something who is cousin Jake, as you mentioned, I was at a Black Label Pro show doing interviews there, and we were like, we ended up right next to each other, and we bumped into each other like six, seven times. That man is large. He, like, TV doesn't possibly do this guy justice. I love the finish, the TQG, but I did not expect this, like, four-minute match. They could have gone, like, six or seven, and I think it would have been better because... I think this did hurt the Rascals. I think this hell this hurt Dez and 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 Zach a little bit. Yeah, I feel like they never. And this is kind of going to be a running theme throughout the show, to be honest. Like Impact, and this is a historical thing. Like through multiple regimes, you never really. I feel like they never know what direction they're heading in. Like it's like a constant like stop start with everything. And the Rascals is a good example of that because you know, but but they're so talented that like as singles wrestlers and as tag team guys that like they can be saved at any moment, but it's just, I'm totally with you. Like, uh, you know, I feel like we're talking about Trey Miguel as like a, a potential, you know, title challenger for like the world title. Then the next time we're talking about him, it's like no one's saying anything about him. Like it just kind of all over the place. Yeah. Uh, like you said, they can, they can rehabilitate, uh, <laughs> no pun intended. The rascals, <laughs> right. they yeah, can do four, that. Four twenty, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I did like Matt Stryker on commentary with Don Callis. That's been happening on Explosion quite a bit. For all the complaints that Josh Matthews gets for commentary, I'm surprised they didn't switch to Stryker because it seems like in this role he's on his best behavior, so to speak. And by that, I, I don't mean like he's he ever misbehaves or he does something bad, but he gets a lot of criticism for, for certain things. And it seems like those are abandoned when he's got callous by his side. And callous is a pretty good color commentator uh, when he wants to be. And I, I really think this should be the team, but they seem dead set on keeping Josh Matthews. But all things considered, I thought tonight Josh, Josh Matthews, Matthews did a pretty good job, uh, especially compared to some of, some of his Tuesday efforts. Yeah, and it's funny because, like, I'm sure you're the same way, but still to this day, every time I see him, I think about Tough Enough One. Like, I always, like, think about all the way to back then when that kid was wrestling, like, trying to make it as a wrestler. And to see that he, like, the longevity he's had in the business is, like, really, really impressive. Um, but I I'm with you. And in speaking of commentary, like, the hot mic stuff and the audio and all that, that was kind of bizarre, too, towards the beginning of the show, so... Kind of reminded me of that, too. There were a lot of production issues on this show. There was the weird Heath and Rhino reshoot where they're just backstage and they're like, oh, no, let's do it over again. There was no, we're live, pal, or anything like that. <laughs> right. Nothing. You got uh, Josh Matthews talking onto a hot mic, asking him to fix his audio issues. And I'm just thinking, man, that's rough. You can't have that. You cannot have that. Because quite frankly, here's the thing. Every single time Impact goes on pay-per-view, they get a new audience. Whether it's people watching legally or illegally, they get people that will tune in and watch their stuff. And to be honest with you, you've got to make that impression early. Because as good as the matches towards the end of this show were, you've got to make the impressions early. 
if you want people to show up on Tuesday or care on Tuesday. And I don't know that they did that right out of the gate. And uh, that was a little frustrating. Uh, we had an X Division championship match too, which I liked all the people in here. And I like Willie Mack and Jordan Grace. They're great additions and contrast to this match. And uh, they're effective in this match as well. I think Rohit Raju has delivered really, really well. But this match, it was missing a little something for me. And I feel like it could have been a few minutes shorter. But what did you think about this match? I mean, I'm with you there. And a super talented, you know, array of super, oh, of course. super calm superstars. But uh, yeah, the uh, the talent is, is insane in this match. I mean, so many good people. And uh, and yeah, I really like Rohit Raju as the champion. And I was a fan of his work as Hakeem Zayn, you know, years back. And like, we're mentioning a lot of Glory Pro people. You know what I mean? Jake and and Rohit and uh I mean I know Trey's done stuff with with Glory Pro as well and there's there's just so much talent in this match we talk about Willie Mack all the time too me and you when we do these shows and like I'm kind of getting more and more worried every time that this kind of stuff happens too because I want him in like the world title mix yeah but uh but yeah I mean in Jordan Grace that's another person I've been talking about her for years now saying like companies can benefit by having her on the roster, especially in today's day and age, because even though I'm not the biggest on intergender wrestling, she is very, very good at it. And, she and she's does believable, very believable. Even when she's done stuff in the past with like Brian Cage, you'd think yes. like, and then like it winds up being good. Um, so I think this showed her off a lot too. And I, I hope they have a direction for her. I really felt like when they lost Tessa that Jordan could really fill that gap a lot as far as like being a top star with men and women. And uh, I think this was kind of a good step in that direction as well for her. I do think it's amazing that a five foot three woman is one of the most convincing at that. Not necessarily a big five foot 10, five foot 11 or something, five foot three. And she does this stuff convincingly. Uh, TJP does a submission hold on like three people. You got Willie Mack throwing spinning shit. Uh, I, I love the spot where Rohit Raju got punched by everyone because he plays that grading heel so well. He actually did my prediction show with me this week. I saw it. was great. And Jordan did a suicide dive that was really well. Uh, Mack does a tope con hilo. Uh, the, the only qualm I had with the dives that happened was that Bay posed for a little while, and I'm like, he's too good for that because everybody's got to wait on him during that. Yeah. So they got to hold each other. Yeah. And mentioning Chris Bay, I didn't even mention him. And he's like arguably the most talented person in this whole match as well. I mean, he's, he's so good. And they had your favorite. They had a, uh, a Del Rio spot in this one. So that was great. Um, now granted, I will say, cause I hate that spot too, but I will say the buildup to it made sense. Cause they had her kind of trapped in the tree of woe. So like yeah. for a while with her laying, hanging there, I was, I was like, okay, this, this is all right. This is all right. But then when she sat up or, or kind of did like a crunch and, and held those ropes, the first thing I thought was like, Oh, Sean's got to be loving this to me. If, if, if you catch somebody while they're sitting up, that makes sense. But if you lay them there, they hold on to it. Then you climb the top rope and do the spot. It's it's bad. I've never seen one worse than Bandito's in Ring of Honor where his opponent sat on the second rope and held on to it. And Bandino ran across the ring. I don't know why he ran across the ring. Ran back, got on the top rope, and did like a 450. It was the dumbest thing I've ever seen in wrestling. And I've seen... <laughs> and I watched the Young Bucks 
hold a guy up while they got while one of them got Canadian destroyer. Like there's just spots like that. I'm like, quit cooperating with that. You you all are better than this. Bandito's better than that. The Bucks are better than that. And I know the people in this match are better than that. Um Raju did throw Grace off the top rope onto a pile outside. She had just hit her finish, and Rohit stole a pin on Trey and retained. I, I like that decision. Rohit is really showing something special as champion. He's doing it. He's doing great. He's playing that that old school, like, I don't want to say a chicken shit heel because he's winning matches. He's he's doing he's doing the things he's supposed to do. Just a grading heel. He's really good at it. He doesn't have any redeeming qualities. Besides the yes. fact that he wins. Right, exactly. And and at the end of the day, he can go in the ring. So it's not even like a situation where he's like being like ultra protected or in anything like that. Like when he needs to go, he can grow. So um, and I, and I love that they went with him as the champion. It kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah. And uh, especially, I mean, with all these titles, they keep hot potatoing all of them to everyone's. But uh, but I, but I, I would like a long reign from Rohit Raju. Like I, I would be... I echo everything you said. I think he's a great character. I think he's great in the ring and he's something different. He's something where if they can put up a bunch of formidable baby faces against him and just have good matches where at the end of the day, he just does something really chicken shit to win. I'm totally fine for it. Uh, yeah, we got a couple of super chats and reminder guys, get those in. We'll read your question or statement on the air. DJ cast says, especially if it's an old audience that hasn't watched impact in a while, they'll tune out quicker because of their history. They have to sustain momentum. They do. They have to do that. And I think that if you tuned into that main event or the co-main event, not knowing what we missed out on in that co-main event, then you're like, man, okay, there's some good wrestling here. But, I mean, we're still a long ways away from when you got like Sanjay Dutt and Elix Skipper and AJ Styles and Samoa Joe and Christopher Daniels on the undercard. We're a ways away from that. Uh, DJ Cass says, Impact showing the wrestling world they still matter. I think the focus is on them every night that they have a pay-per-view, Steven. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. And the other thing with them too, is like they're free on Twitch. So, I mean, like there's, it's a super accessible show. So it's something where if you get new eyes on the show and you can promote that and be like, Hey, you don't even have to have cable to watch this. Like, and especially the younger audience who's already watching Twitch and into gamers and in that whole culture to begin. And we're seeing that more and more, obviously with the pro wrestling and all the news that that's created. Um, so I think live streaming uh, just in general is a great thing for impact wrestling. And I honestly wouldn't even know how to get access TV where I'm at, to be totally honest. So I always follow through Twitch and I think it's a really good uh, kind of um, way of entry into become a fan of the company. The jam one, Ryan B jam says I've never seen, or I've never been a Josh Matthews fan. I think he's bad at commentary. However, I think he's tolerable when paired with John. I actually rather like Josh Matthews in WWE, but um yeah, just the impact work of late. Oh, man, it's rough. Call your shot gauntlet. So they they had the, the wedding tees and all that stuff, but this is where the audio and production errors were really highlighted, as we mentioned. Uh, I got to say, Rhino's kicking this off. Last year, he was offered double his downside guarantee to stay, and he said, no, you're going to need to double that, and I'll consider it because they're just going to sit him at home. He looks very, very smart because he 100% would have got cut in April. He for sure would have got cut. And now he's got a job. And not only does he have a job, he's got one for the next year as well. So good for him. But one of those guys who did get cut is Sean Davari, who returned and 
Jesus Christ, Stephen. J.K. Schwal says, is Davari on the Kalisto workout plan? Oh, man. Yeah, he is. He is fucking yoked, man. Wow. I, I mean, yeah, I, I don't... Um, I was uh I was as surprised as anyone else, man. I mean, he's always been a talented wrestler. Damn. Um, but then seeing that, you're kind of like, does this guy have like a major run in him right now? Like he's in the best shape he's been in his life by far, it looks like. Jesus Christ, man. He is one of the most ripped in wrestling, period. Unreal. So they start off, you get to kneel out. I gotta say, Caleb is a good addition to her act. I really, really like that. Uh, he actually gets involved in the match, too. He gets powerbombed and thrown out by Havoc. You got Larry D in there. He's from, like, 30 minutes away from me, so I was happy to see him. Crazy Steve, AC Romero, Brian Myers. Then we get another surprise, Swoggle. And he's buddy with Brian Myers. They team up to toss out Davari, and then Myers throws out Swoggle, which I liked. Then we get Tommy Dreamer. Not a surprise. He's in there. I tweeted that at this point, Battle Royal participant should be in his Twitter bio. He is in everyone. <laughs> and I got to say, I haven't popped for a Tommy Dreamer moment in years, but that mini Doomsday device, it did it. He's got he's painted up like animal, and he's on his ass with Myers on his shoulder, and Swoggle goes under the second rope and does a clothesline. That was clever. Yeah, I thought it was great. And and I also like, uh, you know, alluded to it a second ago, but like, you know, for those of us who are, you know, major marks and follow, you know, mm-hmm. Myers and those guys, it's it's like you see Swoggle and Myers in the ring together. And for those of us who follow those guys kind of on a higher or not higher level, but kind of more often we're following them, you immediately think like, oh, these guys are best friends. So like you would imagine that they would work together and they actually did. And then he turned on him and it all made sense. I thought it was, I thought, I thought, I mean, the match overall, I don't know how great I would say it was, but there were moments in the match, especially like what you just said, man. That that me doomsday advice is great. Yeah, and uh, I'm about I'm supposed to interview Brian Myers at a toy store next month. We'll see how that works out. Shout out toy, to <coughs> Toy, toy HQ, vomit. Toy Vomit. Yeah, uh, check them out, guys. Real Toy Vomit on Instagram. If you like figures, my God, are they the people to follow? They're on Twitter too. I uh, got nothing but love for those guys. Uh, we have. Alicia Edwards, Kiara Hogan, Taya, Falaba, Triple XL, toss out Taya. Then the next surprise is up. James Storm. Man, it's great hearing that music. I'm from Kentucky, so a lot of people think that I like country music. I don't. I loathe it. (laughs) But I love long necks and rednecks. That theme was great. I actually talked to him about it, about how he and Montgomery Gentry uh, filmed that video. It's good to see him back. He looked great, too. Oh, yeah, he did. And he's a guy that I really, I'm a big fan of his, especially, you know, I lived, you know, a decade or so in Nashville, and he's really big in the Tennessee wrestling scene. Um, I got to see him live all over the place in the Nashville fairgrounds. I saw him at the Dojo Pro tapings in this little sound studio. I got to, like, actually hang around him a few times, drink a couple beers with him, like, actually in person. And he is just a cool guy. He's a guy that, like, literally the only thing you could say about him and his career right now is like he just never had that big run in the WWE. It looked like he was going to with NXT, and that's really the only thing about his career. And I know that there was plans for him to potentially be coming back uh, around WrestleMania yeah. this year. So like, um, I-, I hope that that happens for him. Like, I'm I'm not like the Me hugest too. WWE fan at the moment, but for him, I want to see that um, because it's like how many times can you do this in Impact? But I will say, every time I see him show up, I am happy and I'm a fan to to see him work for sure. 
I gotta put over Reno scum because, quite frankly, before this, didn't give a damn about him. They've they've just been there for me. They sure. maximized their minutes today. They went in there and they got their offense, and they didn't just get their offense for one of them. They were like, you know what, we're a team, so let's get our tag team offense over here. And I thought they did really good. They that, from an offensive perspective, outside of the mini doomsday, if you were to say to me. Five years from now, what do you remember about that Battle Royal? Like, what moves do you remember? I'll say Reno Scum. Uh, so, good on them for that. But you also got Sammy Callahan out there who was not booked for a match going into this. A former champion as of earlier this year. But he's lost 25 pounds in the last seven or eight weeks. So, good for him. It's good to see him motivated. But the reality of the situation is you're better off just watching the Final Four. Hernandez is in this too, but it's down to Heath, Rhino, Storm, and Callahan. Which, when you think about it, kind of wild. Three former world champions in TNA. Yeah, and you like offhandedly just barely mentioned Hernandez. And the thing with him also is like, remember how much like promise he had like back in like the early two yeah. thousands. Like oh, yeah. that was a that was a guy that like I can't believe. And and now they have him working like this really weird like wise janitor type. Yeah. gimmick and he's like feuding over a like the, he left the match himself he eliminated himself for a wad of cash that fall ball was carrying yes that, that was his money in storyline like i get it but it was like mm. wait so a couple hundred or thousand bucks or whatever is worth more than the title like that's less valuable than getting title shots in this company is that cash he has like i thought that was a really weird look um but as far as like the last people in the match and and, and everything like Sammy Callahan, I, I think he looked great. And I thought y'all's interview was great as well. I think that uh, seeing Rhino in there too, like I'm kind, I will say I'm kind of over like Royal Rumbles and, and Battle Royals in general that like the first person makes it to the end. Like it's like so overdone. It's almost as done as like the person going under the ropes and then like coming back in and winning yes. at the end. Um, but this all to say though, like I do like Rhino and I, I piggybacking off what you're saying too like i think it was a really smart career move for him to go to impact wrestling i think it's re- revitalized him a little bit and it's obviously all leads to you know he slater couldn't keep his job because of this match but now rhino's gonna have the chance to save his job by having him as his tag team partner if he decides to go after those belts um so i think all this made sense and i thought the the you know the ending was pretty pretty darn good yeah i i like this uh, so the, the gimmick was that if Rhino and or Heath Slater did not win this, they were done. They were gone. Uh, well, Rhino does win it. I, I didn't like the Sammy Callahan, come on, hit me thing. Not with the stakes this high. That doesn't show anything. You're not proving anything there. It just doesn't make sense. He had eliminated Heath and Storm, but uh, Rhino kicked out of a pile driver and speared Callahan for the win. This did not need to be 26 minutes. This... <laughs> did not need to be that long. This was way too long. Yeah, I'm with you. And and it's also like, it was good to see Sammy involved in a match, even though it was this, because like you mentioned, he was such a huge part of Impact for the last like year or so, whether being the champion or like his feud with Tessa or the OVE stuff. I mean, he was like so heavily featured. So it was good to see him in this match. But uh, But yeah, I'm with you, man. 26 minutes was too long. Well, if 26 minutes isn't long enough and you're worried about your performance losing a little bit of steam, well, you know, whether whether it's a 20 person or 
one on one, whatever it is, if you want to call your shot and you want that shot to be satisfying, check out our friends at bluechew.com. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. So you know they work, but it's a chewable, so it's ready whenever you are or whenever you're not. You don't have to wait in line at the pharmacy. You don't have to wait in line at the doctor's office because Blue Chew works with you to get you the active ingredient you need. Uh, they, they get their online physicians to help you out, figure out what you need. It's not for people that have to have, or you don't have to have a problem, rather. It is for people that have a problem, but you don't have to have a problem to use this stuff. It's about that confidence. It's about that performance. Why did Rhino and Heath Slater need to win this match? They wanted that confidence. They wanted that security. They wanted that contract. Sign a contract with your own penis. I guarantee you that you will work effectively and exceptionally. Sign on the dotted line, and you can get your first shipment free when you use that code FIGHTFUL. Just pay $5 shipping. You know you got to pay the mailman. They're getting screwed over real hard, but not as hard as you're going to screw someone when you use BlueChew.com and that code FIGHTFUL. Hit them up at BlueChew on Twitter. Let them know. You heard about them from us. Yeah, dude. I, I never put you on blast, but y'all got to hook me up with some blue chew. I've never tried it. Yeah. I wanted, I'm, tr- I'm trying, I'm trying to lay pipe, bro. I know that that's like the big, <laughs> the big motto. Um, so you know what I'm saying? Hook, hook, hook me up blue chew. I've never, I'm still this day. I hear y'all talk about it all the time. It sounds great. I've just never taken that plunge, but, uh, I need to, I need to, you've convinced me. My God, my God. Well, Hey, all you gotta do is use that code fightful. <laughs> there you go. True. What did you think of the cinematic unsanctioned match with Moose and EC3? Because it's either going to be really good for some people or they're going to really dislike it. And I understand it's different strokes for different folks. This ain't going to be for everybody. Yeah, I'm historically not like huge on the cinematic matches. Like they're really hit or miss for me. And with this match, it's crazy because, like, I'd say the first half of it, I did not like at all. And then about the second half of it, I really did. I mm-hmm. thought that by the end of it, the story they had told made a whole lot of sense. Well, as much sense as it could make. At the end of the day, EC3 basically asked him to kick his ass. He was, like, getting Moose to kick. But I will say, after this, I am more interested in Moose and his character and everything about him more than I was before this. So, so I mean... It's, it's a very violent match. We see some cut-ins from videos. Uh, EC3 chucked Moose into a guardrail. Uh, there, there was a, this was a very story match. And EC3 says if Moose wants to hold that TNA championship, he needs to become what he's capable of. And EC3 goes to do the one percenter, which he has not done in a very long time. He's yeah. been using a... a Basically a cross-phase position Cobra Clutch, which I love. But Moose ends up pounding out EC3 from the mount. Now, Josh Matthews, after this, says that he thinks EC3 sacrificed himself to bring out this side of Moose. Now, here's the interesting thing, and maybe I'm reading too much into this. You've got EC3 sacrificing himself because Moose has gotten soft. Because the Moose that we've seen with all the designer shirts and all that, the pampered guy is not the moose that we knew in Ring of Honor. Not the guy that we looked at and said, wow, he's going to be a WWE champion one day. But this guy that we saw at the end was. Now, the irony is, 
EC3 is actively running from his familiar persona, the one percenter. He's running away from that and suppressing that, so to speak. You even see it flash to him. Where where does this go? He's not, I mean, I, I can't imagine EC3 is under contract. He's working Ring of Honor right now. Yeah, that's the real big question mark for me is exactly that. His appearances with Ring of Honor. Like, I don't know. Some of these have been kind of baffling. Some of these, like, people who got furloughed or, or fired back then uh, from the WWE, like, just kind of the unpredictability with some yeah. of them. Um, even, like, Cardona, another good example. Don't really know what's going on with him at the moment. Um, I think that... Uh, I don't know. It's an interesting story. Like, if EC3 is going to be around in Impact, um, like, is he going... It's weird. It's weird, isn't it? Because it's like either showing, because he hasn't been that that guy from Impact Wrestling or TNA Wrestling in a while, you know. So it's like he's thinking about that. Doesn't want to be that guy, but like he hasn't been that guy in a long time. Yeah. So I don't really know exactly where it's heading. Um, and they were going to lean heavily into that TNA versus Impact stuff earlier this year, and the pandemic screwed it up. And. I mean, they, they could still do that. They've got Ken Shamrock. they got Eddie Edwards. they got EC3. Uh, Doc Gallows was in TNA. Chris Saban, Alex Shelley. They've got a lot of people that were in TNA. Eric Young, for example. they got a lot of people, but they they can't lean as as heavily into that as I think they wanted to. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I was really... And this is coming from somebody, I mean, I watch the show every week for the for the weekend, or like I was kind of just really confused with a lot of it. And this is from yeah. somebody who follows it. And I can only imagine somebody who just tuned into this as not like a weekly fan and saw this. They're probably ultra confused. I, I will also say like the beginning of it was really bizarre to me with like the like they were hitting the mat real slow, but like it wasn't yeah. syncing with the audio. And I was just kind of confused as to what was going on just in general. But uh but I will say, like, by the end of it, I, I did enjoy, like, the second half of it. So I will give it credit there. Um, and I hope AC3 stays stays with the company for a while because I think that's really his best opportunity to thrive at the moment, to be honest. So uh, we got a few more Super Chats. Ray Callahan said, it looked like Heath was legit hurt. So what title does Rhino go after? Also, Sammy Callahan looks great with the weight loss, but he spells his last name wrong. Very clever. Yeah, I hope Heath is okay. Um because he's really getting to do some fun stuff in Impact. I think that Rhino will just wait and go after the tag titles whenever he's good to go, honestly. And IG King says, Sean Davari is only 36? What? Is he really? That's because, dude, he was, when we were in high school, he was wrestling for the WWE. Man. Yeah. He was like, yeah, he was born in 84. I mean, that's that's like Tommaso Ciampa, man. When I interviewed Muhammad Hassan for the first time in 2016, when I told him that Tommaso Ciampa was now like a top player in WWE, he's like, what? That was, he's like, we did that skit 11 years ago. How old is he? And I was like, oh, he was like 21 then. And he was like, huh? <laughs> like he was what? shocked even. Oh man, man. Well, we had Ken Shamrock, who is not 36 years old. <laughs> Defeating Eddie Edwards, but he was inducted into the Hall of Fame before the show. I feel like Impact pulled one on The Rock. You know what I mean? Like, this is my hunch. I'm not reporting anything. I think they were like, hey, 
I bet The Rock would do a video if you asked him to. And Kim Shamrock asked him to. And The Rock, being the A-plus dude that he was, was like, yeah, brother, I'll do I'll do one. Yeah, man, I'll do one. I'll do one for you, brother. And then he did, because he's a great guy. You'll never hear a bad thing about The Rock. And God damn, you will never hear the end of this. Ever. They mentioned this 50 times on the show. Oh yeah, I mean they were bragging about them him like co- like replying to in the comments to like like I don't, they were like he retweeted us and I looked for it and I don't know if he did or not um but they, he might have but I yeah they were like bragging about like retweets and stuff which was kind of funny um and it was also one of those things where like huge credit to the Rock for doing this obviously and like you're also not that they, I I highly doubt the WWE cares at all. You have one unheard message. <laughs> Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow. <laughs> I could really use Current. (laughs) I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill all about no. something like this but you're always it's kind of always in the back of your mind there right it's like you're a wwe guy you're a lifer with them like you're doing something for another company it is cool to see him do it um well let me tell you those two men killed some brain cells together i rewatched that stuff with uh throwback for a retro review they cracked each other so goddamn hard with those chairs yeah jesus it, man <sighs> Yeah, I still remember that King of the Ring was it like '98, something like that. Um, that was one of the first ever WWF magazines I ever bought. Was Ken Shamrock on the cover because he won the King of the Ring, I think. Yes, like, that was so long ago already. It's crazy to think about, but um, but yeah, good for him for being in the TNA Hall of Fame or Impact Hall of Fame, whatever they're calling yep. it. I think I think that uh, The Rock that was a really nice thing that he did. It was kind of a generic like speech, right? Like he didn't. He was kind of like, bro, yes. we helped each other out a lot good on you. you said like congratulations like 10 times and it was like i don't want this video to be 30 seconds but like let's stretch it out to like closer yeah. to a minute or whatever um but and, and they ran it they ran it as the rock is inducting ken shamrock <laughs> yes well and also they uh then it was like they show that and then it goes it cuts to a clip of ken shamrock doing his induction speech and it's completely muted and they're like Ken, Ken, they're like, Ken got inducted before the show and he gave this great heartfelt speech with a lot of memories or whatever. And like, but you couldn't hear any of it. It was like, oh, okay, well, I would have liked to hear a little bit of that. The Rock did reply to Scott Demore's post because Scott Demore had had quote tweeted the impact. It was a gif. And The Rock said, "My my pleasure, brother. Ken was very instrumental early in my career and I'll always be grateful to him. 
Thanks to you as well for being so kind to me on the indie show we did back in 97. Tell all the Impact boys and girls, I said, keep working hard and have fun. So if they did pull the wool over, The Rock ain't sweating it. I mean, good for him, good for Ken Shamrock, good for Impact, good for Scott Damore. The Rock just looked back and said, hey, you remember that one time we worked together 23 years ago? Thanks for being nice to me. I have not heard a bad thing about The Rock, so this, you know, my God. Yeah. <laughs> what what a good dude. And they got Mick Foley, Bret Hart, Chael Sonnen to send in videos, Ariel Hawani, like, good on them. They made this feel as special as they could given the circumstances. Fun fact, every single person who has been inducted into the TNA Impact Hall of Fame has gone on to wrestle after that induction for TNA or Impact, including Earl Hebner. Did they ever induct AJ? Is he? I don't think so. I don't think because, they did. Maybe they did. Let me see. That, okay. Because that's one where, like, I hate to say it, but, like, it isn't a legitimate Hall of Fame to they me. They did. He's not, it, that's not, like, you know, like, that's to me is like, he was the best person. He was the best wrestler top to bottom that they have ever had. And I'll stand yes. by that. Um, he was so instrumental to not have him in their hall of fame, like good for Ken Shamrock. Like I'm a lifelong fan. You know what I mean? I still like seeing him go in there. We're about to talk about his match with Eddie Edwards. Yes. Like, but how do you not have AJ in that hall of fame? That's crazy. Well, I think they would, but when anytime they could have inducted him, you got to realize 2012 was sting. 2013 was angle. And then it's weird. They just take random years off. 14, 17, 2019, or no, it wasn't 2014. It's 2017 and 2019. They just didn't do one because they did Team 3D, Gail Kim, Jeff Jarrett, Earl Hebner, Abyss. Abyss, definitely worthy of the Impact Hall of Fame, and Ken Shamrock. So it's like a combination of, okay, well, it's a WWE Hall of Fame, or it's an Impact Hall of Fame, but maybe some other stuff too. But you can also look at the body of work of all these people in TNA and Impact and say they belong in too. Because sure. Ken Shamrock was their first champion. But yeah, um, I mean, it's fine. It's a nice thing. But the, I I like this match. It was really slow paced. But early on, I didn't like Shamrock's strikes. He was just kind of like... <laughs> then they got outside the ring. And Shamrock just started drilling him. And he took a tiger driver. <laughs> yeah. What? He's out there doing it, man. Like, he did that. Well, when we did the, uh, was it the Slammiversary review we did where he just, like, YOLO dived onto nobody on <laughs> <Yes>. that side? <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I mean, oh. he's, out there, he's out there doing it, man. Uh, and as, as somebody who's grown up a UFC fan and a pro wrestling fan, like, I I'm still here for it too, you know. Like I I enjoyed the match, um, and it's still believable to see that guy grab someone by the ankle and like, you know. But uh, but yeah, I, this match honestly, this match was better than I expected it to be. It really was. I didn't. I there was a lot of overbooking on this show, and they did the the hacker thing like at the end of the match, um, but that's also the gimmick and yes. they, they, they incorporated the bat and the kendo stick, which was, you know, long-term storytelling. So I like that. So this was a case of kind of overbooking where maybe it wasn't overbooking. Maybe it was, you know, maybe yes. it all made sense at the end of the day. Um, and, uh, and Shamrock getting the win, I really didn't expect to be honest. Like I figured like Eddie Edwards, they're so like set on him being like one of their guys, you know, it was so weird that they put that title on him this summer. 
It should well, yeah, it yeah. should have been Ace Austin for that brief period, and then then if Eric if they wanted to have Eric Young beat him, so be it. I think it makes Eric Young look even more ruthless to beat another heel and all that. But then you always can portray Ace Austin as on the level. And boy, by the way, we'll talk about it in a bit. Ace Austin adding some muscle, but uh, Ken Shamrock like was laying it in. Eddie Edwards was laying it in. I liked. I actually liked the finish because. It saves a little face for Edwards. He hit the Boston knee party and the half crab, but Callahan turned the lights off, had the bat, and Shamrock did the belly-to-belly and the ankle lock. This was a slow-paced match, but I thought it was good, and it was brutal. It was physical. I was I was down with it. It was okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. So it was solid. And, I mean, that's the thing with Eddie Edwards, too. Like, it's all, he's always solid. Yeah. It's just, it just kind of, we've seen it, he's been, we've seen it done that kind of thing. It's like okay, the the big the big bag on him was he needed to develop a character. I didn't want that character to be El Hijo del Tommy Dreamer. I did right. not want him to be Tommy Dreamer two because Tommy Dreamer one's still around. He's still doing his thing. Uh, he's he's better than that. And and the acting that I had to see with him and Alicia, woof. Yes, I'm um, a very good match. Impact Wrestling tag team titles. Reminder, guys, leave a thumbs up, subscribe, tap that bell for notifications. We are here on Sunday for Hell in a Cell. Uh, I'm doing a post show with Luke Owen. I did a preview with Denise and Izzy, which was a blast, but this tag team title match was a blast. Donate a super chat. We'll read your question or statement on the air. I did not see the North winning this. Ethan Page's contract is up in two months, which, to be fair, they got two days of tapings. They've got another set after this. I think it was the right move, though, because if you put it on the Good Brothers, it, it would be like if you had put the title on the AEW title on Hangman Page right out of the gate. It's like, okay, we know they're getting the push. We know they're the favorites. But I think this this adds a little bit. And you get Carl Anderson pinned, too. I think it's pretty good. Yeah. Do you know the reason that Shelly didn't wrestle? Because he was wrestling all throughout the collective and... I don't. I mean, I can't imagine he wasn't cleared because he took a double underhook pile driver on the stage. Yeah, that was brutal. That was nice. Um, But yeah, I was a little confused by that. And I was confused by the North retaining, um, or sorry, regaining the belts. Um, Now, I'll say it, like, just flat out say it. The North's my favorite tag team in the world at the moment. They're amazing. Yeah. So, like, I'm totally fine with them being the champions, for sure. Um, But there's going to be, if there isn't already, there's going to be serious interest in Ethan Page when his contract's up. Oh, so like they, be. yeah. So they're going to, yeah. Between the, I mean, shout out to Ethan Page, the, the, the shape that he's gotten himself in and he's always had uh charisma and he's always been able to like have that kind of over the top character, but he's really coming in his own right now. Um, The karate man stuff is like oh, hilarious. Like there's so much you can do with it. And he's, that's He's my dream so- match right now. If I wrestle again, I want to face the Karate Man. Honest to God, like that's so fun. I'm like, man, there are certain things I see in wrestling, and I'm like, I want to do something with that because that's really fun. And like you said, he's standing out. Like he's he's doing, he's doing like almost like a loose cannon type of thing. Somebody somebody said, oh, we should do a loose cannon gimmick. And I was like, well, if you ask Brett Lauderdale or Black Label Pro or the Collective. They might say he already is based on some of the stuff that's went on. But God, he's so good and he's got himself in superstar shape and he's got superstar size and superstar work rate and all that stuff. 
This man is a can't miss. Oh, yeah, I agree. And I think Josh Alexander is equally as good yes. just in different ways. Um, do you, what's the status with him? Is he going to be around? He's in there for another year. Okay. Um, that'll be interesting. Um, cause there's a, I could see a scenario where Ethan sticks around for another year with them. Cause they're really, really good together. Um, I, I just, of my opinion, I think we're about to see, I think we're about to see, uh, Ethan page go solo to some degree. I do like, I mean, black label pro, he's already working a bunch of singles matches, I know of a match that's coming up there that's going to highlight him and somebody else. I think it's Slamilton. It is that they're they're expecting it to to cause some buzz for both people involved. I think it's going to be really good for him. But I mean, they can always go back to the north because it's it's just so great. And while we're over the moon about Ethan Page, Ace Austin is going to be a gigantic single star. And really, it was very easy to tell last year wrestlemania weekend for impact that he was going to be a big single star he gets it and the action here was all over the place ace and fulton were like the least thought about team here and they were still very good but hear me out saban is left to his own because shelly's taken out (laughs) commentary was like oh he's at such a disadvantage and i'm like well yeah but not that bad because if he gets pinned Madman Fulton's going to try to break it up because he doesn't want to lose the match. And it is it is a slight disadvantage because you don't have a teammate, but that's also one less person to get pinned that you have to worry about. You could sneak in and steal a pin. I don't know. I, I think that there's a... I think there's a pos... I, I don't want to say he was at an advantage, but the slight disadvantage. But still, he was awesome here. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, I think that uh, that's a really good point to make because... Uh, those pinfalls can be broken up by anyone on any team. You can tag out to anyone on any team. Um, so uh, it wasn't like a handicap match where it'd just be him versus two people or something like that. Um, but uh, but yeah, and like what you're saying with Ace Austin, he's so money, dude. Like we were we were both saying that he should have won that main event at, at uh, Slam Reverse. I've been saying that on the weekend or every week since, pretty much. Where when I talk about it, I'm, I'm like, I like I like his team with Madman Fulton more than I expected to, but. Mm-hmm. But I mean, that guy, he's a star. He's a, he's a, he's just, and he's super young. I mean, there's so much they can do with that guy. Yeah, there is, uh, action everywhere. A, uh, the cradle shock. I always love seeing that TNA X division in the two thousands. That's my jam. It's what yeah. I was there for. I love this spot where Fulton had ACE on his shoulders and the North just punched Fulton back and forth. And Alexander ends up cracking Carl Anderson with a belt shot, and they win. I definitely didn't see the North winning, and I definitely didn't see Anderson or Gallows getting pinned. I think those are both good decisions. I think you you can't have them. I mean, here's the thing. As much as I enjoy Anderson and Gallows, you, you've got the talking Chop Mania full keg special. you got them coming in on big deals. They've got all the, the media behind them. They've got a cartoon. At some point, it's like, okay, are you shoving these guys down the, the viewer's throats type of thing? And I don't know how long their thing can work or will work as baby faces because I think a lot of their humor and entertainment comes as heels, like them clowning on everybody. But I think this was the right call. 
Yeah. I mean, like I said, I'm not going to ever be against the North winning matches and being champions anywhere. So like, I'm cool with that. And I'm cool with them getting the win over the good brothers, because maybe that is exactly where it's heading. Like at the end of the day is maybe the good brothers are going to be the ones to take the belts off the North. And maybe they thought that that'd be a better scenario for whatever reason than them taking them off motor city. I'm it's just confusing because like slammiversary, I mean, one year long title reign motor city comes in and wins, which I mean, motor city is amazing. Like I'm once again, like I've nothing against them at all. They're a great team, but why break up that, that long title run to just put it back on the North and then have them lose it to that next team kind of thing. I just don't understand the, it, it just kind of, it's just kind of strange that they did, especially with, with Shelly not even participating in the match. Yeah. It's just all this strange. I'm going to try to find out more on that. Reminder, guys, every week on the Weekender Show uh, on FightfulSelect.com, you can get your Impact Wrestling coverage from Steven Jensen. Check it out. Reminder, get those Super Chats in as we are in the last two matches. So uh, here is what I've heard uh, about Kylie Ray. Uh, I posted this on FightfulSelect.com, and I've heard a little bit more, but out of respect to everybody involved, I want to kind of not put that out there until we know a little bit more but I was told that as of late this week they thought the match was still going to happen and talent has no clue what's going on Kylie Ray is not at the show but talent that I have spoken to which is probably about a half dozen people at this point have not heard from Kylie Ray don't know why she isn't there Uh, first off I just want to say I hope she's healthy hope she's safe uh, she was at the collective. She pulled out of the last day. She hasn't posted in a couple days. Just hoping she's healthy, good, all that. Sending our love to Kylie Ray. But um, I, I, you know, I've seen people say that Brian Alvarez said that there was an injury. If there was, talent doesn't know about it. At least the ones that I've spoken to, and a lot of those talent would probably have some sort of idea. There's a lot of people from her geographical region. It's just uh, we hope that Kylie Ray is okay. So they should have probably said on the pre-show, Kylie Ray ain't here. Yeah, because unless I'm remembering this incorrectly, and I know it just happened, but it's been a lot today. They were, she was in the, like, Deanna Praza was in the ring, had done her entrance and was, like, standing there and then just, like, cuts a promo, like, I'll, I'll challenge or let, you know, it's, get someone out here to wrestle me, basically, for the title. But, and that was, like, the first heads up of, of any of this, really, right? It was, like, her in the ring and then, and then, uh, yes. that's too young. They played her music and then Deanna Perrazzo challenge made an open challenge and Sue Young answered. I would have, I mean, if they know what's going on with Kylie Ray, I would have just said she got attacked and then Sue Young replaced her before. It seems an awful lot like a bait and switch for them to, because quite frankly, as much as I was into uh, Eric Young and Rich Swan and it did delivered in the last week or two, I'm like, God damn, I'm going to watch Deanna Peraza versus Kylie Ray on pay-per-view for the knockouts championship. That was the match I was most looking forward to. And these two women, Sue Young and Deanna Perrazzo, had to overcome a hurdle of that switch. And I thought they did it. I thought they had a really good match, and they beat the crap out of each other. Um, But they did have a hurdle to overcome there. Yeah, I mean, I'm with you. I thought it was a good match. I think Sue Young's been, like, really solid um, in 
it's interesting with that character kind of going back and forth between like <clears throat> kind of gimmicks and stuff. It's, it's interesting. Uh, I think that another, I mean, a, another theme here where it's like Gianna Perrazzo comes in at Slammiversary, beats Jordan Grace in like a, like the best match of the night, like killed it mm-hmm. in clean, like just came in and won. Next match, they do that Iron Woman match. Really, really good match, in my opinion. Yes. Um, it ends with Jordan looking like she should have won, getting screwed over, and Deanna winds up getting the win. So it, it protects it protects Jordan still, and Deanna still got the belt. And then to have her lose now is almost to me like, like what? Why? Like why? Mm-hmm. Like why are you? Like you, you're doing a really good job building someone who is essentially a homegrown talent for you because like her time in the WWE, they you wasn't like a star or anything when she was there. Like this is like your chance to you can push her and she works indies too. And you know we were talking about the Kylie Ray stuff and and I think that you know at the collective, I think she made Billy Starks look really good at being her replacement. I I, yes. I and I think Billy's 15 years old for, the, for those of y'all who don't know, she's an incredibly talented teenage girl who is going to be the future of this business. I think she's, and and she's got great people around her. Robert Bellamy, shout out to mouse. There's good man there in Deanna. It's just, it's just a perfect example. She can work with any, any girl out there. She makes everyone look good and she's believable. Like she has good submissions. Everything she does is crisp. And I like Sue young, but you can tell this was like, uh, obviously due to the circumstances, it was clearly a last minute decision. Yeah. And, and you could tell that they did not want to be known as the match that was changed. They were, they were like, and there were some things, especially commentary on this match. Commentary on this match was so bad. Uh, you had Josh Matthews going, the new champion, when Sue Young hit a pedigree. And I'm like, stop that. Stop that. Now, to be fair, he did it on the panic switch too, and she did win. But the thing that drove me nuts was them wedging in Madison Rain and. Madison is instrumental in getting Deanna to impact, but they're like, oh, Madison, do you think this could drag you back to the ring? She's like, I don't know. I've been out of the ring for a while. She wrestled at Slammiversary. She's had a dozen impact matches in the last year. They were making this more about whether or not Madison wanted to face Deanna than Sue Young, who was about to pin Deanna for the title. Wow. Uh, That was so weird to me. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm with you too on the on like the the calls with the pinfalls. I'm with you 100. Even the final pinfall, the the referee was going so slow because he'd been knocked out. And he, we have a new world knockouts champion. Like it was, yes. it was, it came off kind of strange. But uh, people on Reddit this, call it call it his big boy voice. And also, <laughs> I gotta say, with Sue Young back, I hope that undead realm horse shit is not coming back. That stuff was <laughs> so bad. And I know that Jimmy Jacobs was very proud of it. And I respect Jimmy Jacobs because he is a creative genius. That guy is brilliant. But I was so done with that. Yeah, yeah, with like the undead undead brides and all oh. that stuff. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah, Jimmy, man. How every time I think about him still though, that he was brilliant in Ring of Honor with that yes. Age of the Fall stuff. That was and, classic stuff. And he still is brilliant, but Perazzo knocked out the ref. Sue Young did the dude buster and didn't get get counted. But I love the transitions in and out of the mandible claw and the arm bar. Really good match that got better as it went on. I I liked this, and I like what they announced after the knockouts tag team titles were coming back. So I had told you, like, 
this summer, I was kind of hoping ODB and Eric Young would just wander on to the screen. And I still kind of hope that Eric Young has an identity crisis and they do that. And he's like, no, we're the champions. We're the champions. And then somebody beats him. But they're bringing it back at hard to kill. I'm very happy about that. Yeah, I mean, Impact's the kind of company where they have a lot of talent in their in their knockouts division. So um, there's room for it. And I'm okay with that. Um, it'll be interesting to see kind of what teams are put together and how it all winds up kind of playing out. But um, I, I mean, especially the last couple of years, I really think that Impact has probably outside of the WWE, if you look at like Raw, SmackDown and NXT as like one company, they probably have the most, the top, amount of women's talent like collectively yeah but but impact like isn't that far off when it's booked correctly so there's a lot they can do there with those those knockout titles i think from a single brand perspective if you dice it up raw smackdown nxt nxt uk i think that i would give impact the edge over any brand in in that regard although if you said another one in wwe it'd be hard to argue that uh yeah we get a super chat from Ryan via Ron Patel. It says, what do you like better, AEW on BR or Impact on Fight TV? Well, I mean, I'll tell you this. I like watching AEW more than I like watching Impact, but I like the Fight app a lot more than I like the BR app. Fight is way better. Uh, Ron Patel also said, what was your favorite surprise of the night? Uh, I actually liked seeing James Storm back. I, I really liked that. Um yeah, like that, and and Davari being back too was really good because that dude was jacked, <laughs> jacked. Main event time, and this one was good. Like when when these two guys popped up as surprises in June or July, whenever the hell the show was in Slamiversary, I was happy to see them both. And when the title got moved to Eric Young, I was like the right move because I this this feud was hot. It was so good, Steven. And this match was deserving. WWE couldn't find anything for Eric Young. Can you believe this? Well, he's another one of those guys, man. I mentioned James Storm being like essential in the Nashville or like the Tennessee wrestling scene. Eric Young is another one of those guys. He's the kind of guy that you bring in for main events at, at, at the fairgrounds. And he's the guy who works his ass off. Yeah. And he's a super nice guy. He's another one of those guys. I've got to talk to him in yes. person. And he is just... You just root for the guy. Um, it is it is baffling because the sanity thing was going well in NXT, and then the whole thing just blew up. But like he showed a lot of promise, even even d- despite the odds there for a while. Um, but man, has he has he done great stuff since coming to Impact Wrestling? Since coming back, um, yeah. And, and this match was good. I, I'm with you. The story I thought was really really good building up to this. Um, and Rich Swan's amazing. I mean, this was this was good all the way around, man. Some of the offense we saw in this match: a second rope wheelbarrow neckbreaker. Now this this was after Swan had jammed his neck and shoulder on the apron. A beautiful spot. He was doing it himself, and it gave out. Ooh, that was good. That was a really clever one. Uh, there was a Death Valley bomb. There was Swan doing a handspring, and then getting caught with the the rack neckbreaker. Uh, then the back body drop that wasn't a back body drop because Swan went all the way around. Swan went above and beyond to make Eric Young look like a million bucks in defeat. This match ruled. This is something people got to go out of their way to see. No crowd didn't matter. The emotion was there. The stakes were there. This was great. 
Yeah. And there's that, you know, that spot where there was like the Eric Young basically back body dropped or whatever he did. He flipped him and and Young lands on his head on the ring apron. Or sorry, Swan lands on his head on the ring apron. I thought he was trying to flip then I, or trying to do a handstand. Then I realized, oh, you know, he just dropped him straight on the top of his head. Like that's actually pretty nuts. Um I uh I thought this was good, man. Rich Swan becoming the new champ. I mean, Phoenix Splash, that's one of my favorite moves still to this day. Um, underrated. Yeah, good stuff, man. And, and another guy that, like, I know that his exit from the WWE was, like, there was a lot going on there. Sure. Um, but Which the way that worked out from what I understand. To be fair, yes. Um, and and uh, I think the way he's rebounded in Impact Wrestling has been great because I think he's super talented. And, uh, and another thing that I think comes from this is something that me and you have been preaching for a very long time. He has that link to, to Willie Mack. Maybe this is the story that gets him into this mix. You know, I'm hoping for that. Willie Mack should be in this mix. Uh, I love this. The show cut off a little bit abruptly, but I like Rich Swan as a champion. I like Eric Young in anything. Eric Young can do anything. Love what they've done with him. They have made the most out of the released WWE talent. John rings in the super chat and says, Ace and commentary put him put over him possibly becoming the youngest major title holder at the last pay-per-view. Randy Orton was 24. At Hard to Kill, Ace will still be 23. He's got a few more pay-per-views then. I would do that if I were uh, if I were Impact. I mean, there are some people that won't even care and, and won't even count that because it's Impact, but I think they should do it. I think he's got the world ahead of him. Uh, guys, a reminder, thumbs up, subscribe, tap that bell for notifications. Steven, tell the people where they can find you. Um, Thanks. They can find me at Fighttalk uh, underscore on Twitter, F-I-G-H-T-T-A-L-K underscore. If you're a fan of mixed martial arts, I edit videos for a channel called All Things MMA, and I have a video about um, arguably the best fighter of all time that's going to be coming out sometime this week probably um check those out i do a lot of like top 10 lists for them stuff like that um sean mentioned it earlier i do live chats with jesse davin on her youtube channel that's just jesse davin j-e-s-s-i-d-a-v-i-n and we do at least once a week sometimes twice a week kind of depending on what's going on usually on tuesdays um i'll be appearing on throwback show tuesday yes. uh tuesday night so i uh, look forward to mention that yeah Appreciate that, man. Yeah, I, uh, I'm looking forward to do that. The guy supports like crazy, whether it be on my on my Twitch channel or, or the live chats with Jesse. The guy's great, and um, I'm happy to be able to repay him at least a little bit and, oh, and, gosh, and do yeah. his show. You know what I mean? Pat's a great dude, so I I uh, I'm looking forward to that. All that kind of stuff. I just keep stuff uh, updated on Twitter, and then of, and then of course the Fightful Select Weekender, where you don't only get my show, you get Alex Pulaski's Sour Graphs, which in my opinion is the best <laughs> podcast on the internet. I think he it's is the correct. best podcast on the internet. Um, Even Jimmy Van, Jimmy Van doesn't find time to watch anything. Jimmy Van's been watching his show lately. Oh, uh, that's great stuff. Yeah, well, I love Alex and and all that content over there at, uh, at Fightful Select. And if you're if you like this show. Um, you can hear me talk about this and I'm very plugged into the indie scene. So I, I pride my show on being something where a lot of the people we're talking about on these shows or on AEW shows or NXT shows, a lot of these yes. people are people I've been talking about for, you know, close to two years now or whatever on the weekender. And we're talking about them first. We're getting you knowledgeable about these people. I give batch recommendations for independent wrestling.tv every single week, every week. So, so you know, if you enjoy this kind of stuff and you're into the, the indies and, and into these other kind of companies, I would highly recommend checking the show out. And even if you don't like my show, all the other stuff you get, it's totally worth the money. 
Yeah, a lot of times we'll have people saying, why don't you do Impact post shows, ROH, all that stuff, uh, independent shows. And I'm like, Steven Jensen's Weekender. That's why we did that show. I was like, man, I, I, I mean, I originally did that show, and Steven took it to another level. All this stuff gets covered. So make sure you guys check it out. And also, to, to hammer home your point about throwback, uh, check out his channel, guys. I mean, he, he ain't paying me to say this. Uh, check out his channel, there were two big like round tables this week, one full of like Fightful mods and friends of Fightful, and then one that I dropped in on, on Tuesday, and it was a lot of fun. I don't get the opportunity to do that a lot, but wanted to show him some love. Dan V 900 ends us and says, Eric Young has been great since returning to Impact and had a great match with Eddie Edwards at Victory Road, and, and along with tonight, he has crushed it. He has. They gave him a ton of responsibility, and he knocked it out of the park. Eric Young... Knocked it out of the freaking park. How old is he? He's 40 now, so he's still got years in him if he wants. That ain't the end of the road in pro wrestling anymore. And I love that. And I love all of you guys. Thank you for all the support. Join us for the Hell in a Cell post show. Until next time, we're out. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.